Look at them. That beautiful, beautiful duo. <laughs> Have you ever seen yeah. such a beautiful... Not since Batman and Robin has the world experienced it. No. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first of, hopefully many, Creative Talks brought to you by Creative Embassy. Joining us today is Hansa Kalvoda, half of the formidable team Wolfberg. You know them from many commercials such as Jägermeister, Star, Prowman, Boudvar, the list goes on. My name is Billy Rayner. I'm an actor. I've worked with Hansa many times. We'll bring you some good times, and those of you that know him will know a little bit more about him. First thing I guess I would want to ask you is is what did you want to be before you wanted to be a filmmaker? A uh, musician. Musician, yeah. Yeah. Did you chase that hard? Not really, because I was so bad, so it was quite quick quick process. I Which instrument? A, uh, I couldn't play any, so I was a singer. Okay, you got the look. Yeah, luckily there's no evidence of that. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> somewhere. No, Deep no, in the it's, antiques. It's before <laughs> CD, man. And then I know you worked in advertising before mm -hmm. film. Is that what got you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I went to a business school. Then I found out I can't be a businessman. So out of all the classes we took there, advertising seemed like the most mental. Okay things to go for so <laughs> and were you a good were you a good student in, in school? <laughs> yeah I, actually i wasn't bad i went to film school first when i was 25. and where did you go to film school new york city <laughs> the greatest city in the world. <laughs> uh, so what was that like being uh so the country's just opened up you've been working in advertising what may what what compelled you to go to new york city well i think i just didn't fit into advertising agency mm. like uh too many meetings so I wanted to do something which I can like be more creative. At. So that must have been quite a hard yeah, thing to it was raise because, the money for and get over yeah, there. Exactly, because so. we we were making a lot of money at that time. Yeah, in advertising in the two thousand or so. So I had to quit that job to borrow money from a bank, go to an expensive film school. Yeah. And then came back and there was no work. <laughs> so how long were you in New York for then? A year? It, it, no, it wasn't that long. It was like a crash course. It was basically uh, for people that already did something. And, uh, and prior to this, this school, I was uh, already present as a creative on about 20 film shoots. So. Bomophobia, the fear of roaming. It gets triggered the minute the plane lands on the runway. But luckily, Etty Salat has found a cure for it. No more multi-sim roaming is already on because you'll know exactly what you'll be paying for. Just happiness and relax. For you, you had a different approach than your classmates to the course, right? Yeah, well, they were very ambitious because, um, well, everybody came there to be a filmmaker, to make movies. I went there to make ads. So um, you already knew that going yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you know that that's where I came from, advertising. So sure, so. but you even you no part of you wanted to like. Wow. Okay, well, that's I, actually quite smart. I <laughs> think I had the big advantage that I have been to all these, um, like as a copywriter, I, I attended all these shoots, so I knew how the process looks like sure. on a professional scale. Why these guys? Uh, they they were driven by. Uh, 
you know, the ambition to uh, say something to the world. Yeah. And I was probably a big disappointment for them because, you know, you can't do it with a team of five people and a lame script, so. The first try failed. I welded the basket from steel in case they shoot at us. So if I'm getting this right, so you're in the you're in the ad agency and I'm I'm correct me if I'm wrong here. So also choosing New York was sort of a strategic move also to just sort of broaden your horizons, but you knew exactly what you were going yeah, there yeah. for. You weren't yeah, yeah. going there to make some now, I, artsy, fartsy I, like crap. I would, of course, which is also fine for all your film students. No, no, I was more realistic. You know, you <laughs> I, I couldn't afford to be like without job for a year or two mm. to try to push a feature film script or something. And was FAMU ever on the table for you? No, was really I wasn't that smart, so I had to go to a <laughs> private school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and was anything waiting back for you in Prague? Yeah. Um, I kind of, because I was kind of established already as a creative here, so when I came back, I got a job immediately, which kind of stopped me again from doing, because okay. I, I needed to make the money back. So yeah. I had to go back into a process. But then I met this really nice, uh, he wasn't nice, but uh, he was very helpful, um, creative director Basil Mina. And he let me direct uh, all these pro bono commercials okay. to win awards. So, so basically, the first three commercial side that got probably more awards than the, the, the work I do now, because <laughs> they were pro bono. <laughs> you know, peaked too early. You know, that's what, that's me too. Right, right. Right. <laughs> this is not going so bad. Uh, we're gonna edit that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Love jump cats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Some glitch. Some glitch. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. So you obviously had a grip on the advertising kind of you you had a really good goal to go to New York for a reason but can you tell me about the first time you experienced working with an actor who okay oh shit yeah I the do. very first one the very first time yeah, there was this school next to our school I think the school you went to and so, so, so basically we wrote some crazy script and then we moved around the block and we sat there for a couple of hours and watched the people coming out I was like, yeah, hey, that could be the guy. So then we approached them. Give them whoa, 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 hold on, back up, back up. First, first, what was the script that you wrote? I can't remember. It was some, I don't know. But your casting process was just sitting, uh, sitting in front of a actor's school, waiting <laughs> for people to come out. Yep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because okay. we didn't know anybody, so it was the only way to contact yeah. somebody. And they were like crazy, like us. So they were so crazy. So they would be in our films. Then they hated us because we never gave them the copy of the film because it just never happened. So yeah. that was the first time I met an actor. How did you learn to talk with actors? It took me some time. But I th think the first one I put on an electric chair and killed him. Yeah, it was... I mean, well, as an actor, I can. You know, he must have been very excited for that. Yeah, he right? was shaking too much. Man. Yeah, it's like see the 
theater background. Yeah, yeah, because I because that that school that you mentioned that's a really famous theater school, yeah. so it must be kind of yeah. The whole chair was moving. So did you did you find how did you get actors to do less? Because that's a, a problem a lot of directors. Well, have. I, I think that that took me about two years. <laughs> okay, no, it wasn't like it's it's a new thing for a director as well. You know, to work with actors probably. Cause, you know, like in advertising, we don't really use your skills properly because, you know, your character should somehow develop, you know, you have 30 seconds, it's basically, you look for the moments. Mm. So, um, yeah, you can't really, um, I don't know how to explain, it's just like a different thing, you know, it's not like if you're in a film, you know, the character develops in advertising with cheating. So we're basically looking for the way to squeeze your performance into three seconds. So that's why it's sometimes hard. And I think I'm just still waiting for a moment to kind of work with actors on a, like properly as it should be. Yeah. yeah. But you say, so two years, you said it sort of took you this yeah, to, 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 to get to, comfortable. Yeah, because sometimes, you, you know, people do something and everybody's laughing, so you think it's great, and then it just, it's awkward in the edit, it's terrible. So you learn that you shouldn't do it, you yeah. know. It's, it's a process, I think. to Czech Republic after all that did you did you find that all actors are the same because we're all just assholes just looking for someone to love us or did you <laughs> find that Czech actors were a bit did, did you what would can you talk about that difference yeah the thing is like uh, honestly we don't really have much power to push the actor we like the most because there's so many it's very like a lot of people are Involved. Just to clarify, you're talking that the the creative team behind a lot um, of what you well, do. yeah, you have a client, you have an agency, then then you have us, right? So usually we push somebody, and I would say like fifty percent of mm -hmm. cases it never happens. I know I've been, uh, I've been uh, on the receiving end of those waiting so, for that sweet sweet job. So, and then, no. so I'm saying like we don't have the full control, so um, that's why you do uh, pro bono stuff. Yeah. Where you can do it. That's why you do uh, music videos. Why you want to make a film? Because that, 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 then you really direct. Because you make all these decisions. If you hired to deliver something, and uh, the people that uh, ask you to deliver something for them have their own vision, then sure. you have to compromise. I'm imagining a lot of it's based on just 
pure looks as well. Yes. Yeah. Most of it. Have you ever <laughs> fought? Have you ever fought really hard for? Yeah, for, always. Uh, for a always. model or actor that you really that you really believed was right for? Yeah. Many times, but uh, then it um, turns against you because you know you basically start the the whole process with uh, an argument. She's not so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then the rest of the project is going like you know, like the, since since you start fighting, then um, then everything is an issue. You know, sure. the color of a wall is an issue. So you know, you've been paid for um, to end something that's matching the you know communication strategy or all these like things. So so like to a certain extent you can do it. Yeah. But then it just, uh, it's uh, probably, uh, it's, it's, we're never going to win, you know. So if, if like there are cases where the people already trust you and uh, they let you do your work. And there are cases where people think that they uh, they know better or they know what fits better to their brand. So sure. we have to somehow live it up. So, you accomplished quite a lot by yourself, but then somebody else came into your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, who's this lovely gentleman? That's Przemek, that's my partner. Yeah? And this was the beginning of? Of Wolfberg. Of Wolfberg, yeah? Mm. So, where, what's the first time you met? You did a project together? Yeah, we, we basically work on one campaign together. I shot all the live action uh, films. It was like a nine, it was like a series of nine spots. And mm -hmm. uh, I did some of the live action ones and he did like um, some animations. Basically, he was hired by the same agency to work on the same project, but uh, uh, we didn't work together that time. I just saw it and I found yeah. it quite interesting. And um, I produced it that time at... Um, was stilking uh, Pavla Burgetova. She uh, thought that we should team up uh, because um, a lot of um, productions were doing all these like mixed techniques stuff, and we thought that as an opportunity for us in this country to because um, you know we have, we had smaller budgets. Mm -hmm. So uh, just to clarify, so you mm -hmm. were on a project as a director, mm -hmm. and he was as an animator. He was just in charge of that department. Mm -hmm, yeah, so you, okay. Przemek is a very good illustrator. So then did you have some like coffee that was no, we knew the each legendary no, no. first coffee? Oh, you already knew each other. Yeah, okay. well, like we worked in the same agency. I was a partner with his ex-girlfriend. And uh, I was a copywriter. She was another director, but yeah. they were both in, in the same agency. And we kind of became friends. But then I left to uh, direct. And uh, but two years later... He did this amazing animation, so we uh, kind of decided to do something together, mm -hmm. and we started Wolfberg. How did you choose that name? Um, it was chosen by our ex-producer, because okay. he didn't like any of our ideas. <laughs> yeah. Great. One of them was Gangbang. Gangbang? Mm. All right. We can all, yeah, there's always time, you know? <laughs> so, how did... 
How did you find working with a partner? Uh, like it, it's nice that you have somebody to like um, support you when it's not going the way you want to. Mm. Also, quite hard to agree on everything, especially on uh, you know like our job is to make a decision in three minutes. So sure. sometimes um, the stress hits. And uh, then, then you know, then we probably fight or something. But we never like fight to extend that we wouldn't talk to each other or something. But we have yeah. discussions. Yeah, it's it's quite unusual to have a duo directing mm. team. So yeah, well, it's like our, our English producer. She says, uh, "I have double checks, like <laughs> everything." <laughs> and that's I think that's how it how it works. You know, like. You have two people. It's it's basically run through two brains. So yes, yeah. I just think it's amazing you guys share that title director and and because that's yeah. Well, like an easy it's quite it's share. quite it's quite common. Like there's a lot of teams much bigger than us. I yeah. think there's like you know teams of like four directors. I don't really know how that works because so you came from the advertising world with all that, us, and yeah. he came from the more technical world. Like no, he, he was in advertising too, but he was an art director, I was a copywriter. Okay. So I was more in those, like, you know, naturally, like, I'm more into, like, uh, the story, and he's more into the form of the story. So yeah. I, I think our first project was an animation. So he had, like, full control, because I don't know how to animate. Yeah. So I think that the first project we did together... Was an so you're animation. just laying on a couch smoking, saying, kind I of. Think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Wahlberg was like strictly to be a mixed technique thing. Yeah. And then um, basically, I was still directing under my name. And then uh, we decided to like do everything together. So then we did more live action. Then we did, um, you know, we're trying to make like every project a little different. We don't really want to have a style. Because I don't think that if you do, uh, you know, something that is like one minute long, you should have a style because um, yeah. styles go out of fashion very quick. Uh, then you have, uh, you know, then you finished basically. So so every project we do, we try to have like eclectic reel. Yeah. So everything we do, we, we try to make it a little different from the project before. Um, we um, do like a kind of a heavy uh, pre-production that we know that we basically using the best way to tell the every story because um, you think that uh, you know if you push a certain style in, into like every script then then uh, it's wrong so yeah. like each each story deserves a different treatment you know if you work like a uh, you know six times a year in totally different culture than, you know, we shot a, um, we shot a wrestling um, video and I'd never seen wrestling before. So we yeah. had to like, uh, we had to do massive research before that. Sure. Uh, then, you know, if you work uh, for um, Middle East, it's totally different culture. and You have to like kind of quickly realize what you do yeah. This is the home of defying expectations where men achieve their dreams by becoming nightmares. 
shape reality. This is where legends never die. Where the future comes alive. Today is yours for the taking. And tomorrow is already here. Where yes is greater than no. Where those who dare follow that voice inside. Where giants can be small. And where a man who wasn't considered right proved everyone wrong. This is WWE 2K19. When was that decision? When was the decision that you said, okay, the Wolfberg isn't going to be a side project. Wolfberg is going to, I'm going to do everything I do from now on, we're going to do together. Yeah, I That's think, a big decision, so. Yeah. I think that was basically, because uh, we were pitching things together, so it felt kind of natural to just, you know, work under this name only, so. Yeah. Uh, but there was never any, like, okay, from now on, no? Um, I think it just kind of morphs into so like, checks are so laid back in America. That would be like a that would be like a five week long meeting process, like uh, picking <laughs> logos, picking up. Yeah, yeah. So it just fell into place. Yeah, it's like when you start the band in Czech Republic, you come yeah. up with a name and you have a band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen. I've been lucky enough to see you guys on set. You have a very very fluid way of working. Really, I'm surprised <laughs> you. I've never seen you guys fight on on a set at least. Yeah. Which Go to is bathroom. A, <laughs> um, but what was the job that you did as Wolfberg that was like okay this is this is going somewhere I think the first was for Bodvar for a brand called Pardal okay they, yeah yeah we did something really stupid there and I've done put, stupid stuff for Pardal as yeah well. and they liked <laughs> it yeah so, so I think that was like the most interesting project we did because it was mix of everything it was like mix of Premix uh, I ideas and uh, you know it had like a um, real people in it that was kind of strange because there were no actors so we were okay. working with a bunch of people that actually created the beer and they were drunk most of the shit so it was quite interesting <laughs> yeah. you've done you've done you've tackled quite a lot of beer brands so mm -hmm. yeah beer and a, banks beers and banks yeah <laughs> Yeah. So how do you, I mean, beer is obviously, do you mentioned that these guys on the shoot were drunk. Do, do you, what do you think about drinking on set in general? No, I don't think you should. Uh, no, you shouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> you really shouldn't drink on set, guys. Unless it's a podcast, then. <laughs> no, it, it's like, yeah, time flies there, so. How do you keep the? Because uh, you're really good at capturing the energy of, of joy in these beer commercials. So hmm. how do you do, how do you do that? Don't know, but I think that's maybe um, the edit, the music, you know, things that um, happen in post production. Yeah. So uh, I don't think we shoot beer commercials in a different way than we would shoot anything else. It's just you it's just like I think you can be more crazy because it's it's about uh, people having fun. So. So uh, if it's not cheesy fun, yeah. then you can like go a little edgy. Welcome to the Pardell School of Tuning, founded by the drinkers who fine-tuned the taste of Pardell beer. It's the first educational institution specialized in teaching their highly sought-after skills of tuning stuff for the better. 
We follow the legendary 18th century teacher, Jan Amos Komensky's theory, that school should be playful. So we provide an environment of strict learning while consuming copious amounts of beer. Enroll today. Qualified teaching staff and fine-tuned classrooms await you. After you've received your tuning doctorate, and if you've got real talent, you can become the headmaster and take a seat in his chair. Now, the biggest problem we have is that, uh, you know, you need to, like, you spend so much energy on this treatment, and then... Uh, yeah, sometimes you get three interesting projects in one week. So you have to decide which one to go for. Because you can't work on three. I was going to ask about that. Because yeah. you, you really can't do two at the same time? Yeah, you can. But uh, it's really hard to... Like, um, you know, because once you start working on this, uh, your head is filled with... You know, you just like kind of... Stop functioning as a human. you more like a... Uh, um, some kind of a machine that should, you know, just think about this particular thing. Yeah. So your girlfriend talks to you and you don't know what she's saying. <laughs> you just see Because your mind is somewhere. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not a back shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so you, you know, it's like your, your brain needs to rest a little bit sometimes. And uh, if you have too much, then you probably don't deliver the best to 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 the page to the treatment have you ever gotten two at the same time yeah, yeah. treatments i'm talking about not girls <laughs> <laughs> yes i did probably four at the same time yeah yeah and did you have they all converged into like this massive green light that you couldn't handle because you it's it's mental it's like uh but we have like teams of people to help with to help yeah. us but sometimes it's you know like you have still like a, a image researcher or some some ghostwriter that's like working on treatment with you but you know just to explain your vision over phone to someone who is in shanghai mm. it takes three hours anyway so it's yeah. easier to do it yourself because then you have to kind of uh, once we get into this process which is very expensive that uh, we we hire a team of people to help us with the with the page, then uh, you have to supervise that. Sometimes it's more time consuming than to do it yourself. And that's still at the stage where you, the job isn't yeah one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the productions pay for these things, and it costs a lot of money. Yeah, and so uh, are there different rounds like auditions? Like, are there callbacks or yes, like, like, they're okay. the follow up calls. There's like um, there's like a. A first conference call, if they like what you said on a the call, then you go into the treatment port. Yeah. And if they like the treatment, you have a follow-up call. Here in Smikov, brass tacks and elbow grease go a long way. Because every city needs some muscle. Strength and loyalty come easy. This neighborhood marches to the beat of the people. In the heart of it all, sits the brewery and it never lets them down even in darker days when all seemed lost no one could dull their flame when the world falls apart 
Someone has to pick up the pieces. Yeah, I think that that, that comes from the client, that comes from the message. And yeah. They want to deliver and our input is just to make that happen. So if we have that freedom, we we, we can, you know, how to do it. So. And music you mentioned, um, yeah. that's a big part of your style. So mm-hmm. how is the process for that? I mean, what is and where do you... Where do you find this music? Yeah, like usually we ask the editors to give us some suggestions. We never like promise music before the shoot. Everybody is asking for that and it never works. You know, it's just like you've tried many times, you know, you promise to like, of course, if it's based on a song, then and it has to work. Yeah. But um, it's, a, it's a process and it's really crazy to promise that this is gonna be the song until you go on set, shoot these scenes and edit them. Mm. So um, I think it's kind of an overpromise to tell somebody that this is gonna be the best song. And th- then it can turn against you because you find the better music and it's already approved, it's already bought or something. And I yeah. think it, I think that the magic is to mix um, music with sound design, you know, and yet, it's like a film needs sound so i think that but you're also totally willing to trust the editors with their with their input yeah yeah well, we usually go through like 20 tracks you know okay. until we find something that we all like and then you like it and then you don't like it in the morning and then other people don't like it yeah <laughs> so. and from all the from all these aspects really quick whether it's music actors location um or maybe even visuals where i don't know lenses i'm an actor i don't really know much about that um what are you most inclined to put your foot down on and say okay fine i gave you that shitty actor i gave you this but but i'm gonna i'm gonna put my foot down on this what what of those i think we've been quite lucky with uh, clients that kind of give us um you know like for example for, for like Sometimes we get a job where we have full control. So we can have the actors we want there, we can have the music we want there, we can, um, you know, use the um, the locations we chose. And then this film probably goes on to our reel. You know, okay. Things that are not on our reel. Because, like, to make a good commercial spot, you need um, a good idea, good agency, good client, good yeah. director. If one of these thinks oh it's like missing in a the process then I don't think it can be good. do you remember the first time you got that full control yeah I think it was it was uh, with Caspen young Fuman. okay and did that was that was did that scare you a little bit no not really because it's, it's not like they let you do whatever you want it's all on you now. but they listen you know so it like it's always people ask, I want to do something unseen, I want to do something original. Um, so uh, to do that, you have to risk a little bit, you know, you can't like, uh, you know, it's this thing they always ask for and they then sometimes they want to see references. So that means it can be original if you yeah. have a reference for that. So um, if, if, if they ask for something crazy, then they have to kind of believe that we can deliver that or something not crazy yeah like something unseen or something new because it's a creative process for us as well so we kind of need to experiment 
Because uh, so let's get into that process. So because mm-hmm. a lot of people who aren't geeks probably don't know that it's so it's called a treatment. Yes. Yeah. So can you explain that process from A to mm-hmm. Z, just for just for mm-hmm. people who have no idea what that is, and even even for me because I'm not so. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so like the most painful process is to win the project. Okay. Yeah. So I think there's like a lot of great directors that would do a great job, but uh, you know that that the way it's done now is that we pitch in every project. So. Uh, so on Monday you get an email that says what? Mm-hmm. Well, we want you for this script, and then you have conference calls, and you talk about the project. Then you have to write this a director's. And they send you something. A brief or they send it to production. They send it to production. Yeah, okay. they send it to production. Then you then you talk, you either meet or make a Skype call. Then you do this treatment and then you wait for like one month. <laughs> okay. And generally do, do you do you have a feeling about it? Well you like do you ever really have a cause I'll just share something as an actor mm-hmm. with auditions. It's always the auditions I thought went the most terribly. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I usually get. So yeah, how, it's how does it work scary because sometimes you love some idea and and you really want to do it and you spend a lot of energy and time on it and it goes somewhere else and then sometimes you kind of don't have energy to dig deeper into the project yeah. and you get it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. Happens. <laughs> So if tattoos are as different as the people wearing them, why should the artist be any different? Now, sometimes I fail, and sometimes I create, sometimes I improve, but I'm forever hunting to change and to grow my style through my friends and the people I know, through my experiences with them. Whether it's a session or one long wild night, And with every influence I get, every tattoo I do, I learn to ink differently and better. What's your favorite country to shoot in? Hard to say. Like, uh, depends what, really. I would love to, like, I like Prague because we can deliver good production services here. And uh, it's like, uh, when it comes to locations, I would love to shoot, like, many places. Yeah. But depends what it is, you know, it's like, uh, I'd love to shoot in Scotland, but uh, yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I would love to shoot in, uh, like, yeah, for us, like, the most photogenic place we ever shot was probably Cuba or India. But the scripts were not so great, so mm. we have a great location. If you don't have a good idea, it's, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I imagine that. And is there... um. Just to get a little serious for a second, is there, because in advertising, you know, you have such a good portfolio of products. Is there, is there products you would never submit for? Ooh, I guess. Is there like companies that you're just, uh, you don't have to name them, but, but it, is that a part of? Well, sometimes you work for a brand and then you find out that it's very dodgy. I guess it probably be cigarettes. Like, mm. I don't know. But they can't really advertise. Can yeah, they? they're still doing Indonesia, I think. Yeah. But uh, probably pharma. 
pharma, yeah? Well, I guess they can be quite, I don't know, it's really hard. Like, um, you have to do your research very well. <laughs> That's for me, it was like hard to get used to here because I'm trained in the American voiceover way, which is all those pharmaceutical companies where mm -hmm. you just have to talk really, really quickly at the end. And, and, uh, and side effects make loop, yeah, so they would tell me, slow down, slow yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, because they have, have you ever all done these... any sort of drug, though? No. I mean, like... I mean, sh uh, sh 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 <laughs> shooting a commercial for one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> commercial for one. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so this... We talked in the very beginning about actors and how that was, like, uh, coming to terms, you said, took even almost two years to sort of be comfortable. And now, with Shamak, with Wolfberg, how do you... Because you're as as somebody that's been on set with you, you're very good with actors. So, what advice could you give to young directors I don't know for if, that specific? I don't know if I can give advices, <laughs> but uh, for 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 working with actors. Yeah, because you make you make us feel very listened to, and like we're not children. And a lot of directors really suck at that. So I, th I think like if you have some uh, because I've never been on somebody else's set. Do we panic sometimes? <laughs> yeah. We, okay. <laughs> I think the people like if that if that happens is just because there's a lot of pressure on the director, and I sometimes I find myself being a little uh, aggressive in a way because you know if like you go from a tent to the set, then you know there are comments on that side, and you talk to the actor, he's got probably more reasonable. Um, opinion why this is not gonna work mm. but he's somehow in between so I guess that's why that's when people panic and that's when you probably feel uncomfortable being there but I think it's like the best way it's just to um, to uh, like let the actor do whatever he thinks because he was getting ready for that for some time yeah and people don't it's really it's like Every shoot, it's like to have a film school. It's like so many people you have to talk to and yeah. explain everything. So, uh, yeah, I think the good directors are pretty good at uh, psychology, how to yeah. make the people think that this is going the way they want to and not ruin the film. Because sometimes if you do what you've been asked, it's not gonna work and the people won't be happy in the end so you have to somehow uh, make sure that this doesn't happen yeah yes <laughs> okay Oh, scusi, capo. No, no, non ti preoccupare. Io però la farei più dinamica. Ok, capo. Ecco dove ero finito, capo. Le piace la sua nuova auto? E voi che ci fate qui? È tutto nostro, papà. Assolutamente, è tutto vostro.
And um, let's talk about something in the works now, then. Yeah? So mm -hmm. what's in the... What's, what are you finishing at the moment? Just finished um, Badwar 33. Badwar 33. With you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, can you tell us a bit about the process for that? Okay. Uh, it was very interesting. We got a call from the agency. It was without a pitch. So they basically gave it directly to us, which is already good. So we know that there will be a room for, you know, some... Um, yeah, basically, you know that this project is gonna be the one that goes to showreel because it's a pretty uh, crazy commercial. I haven't seen something like yeah, that from you. For yeah, I think that um, they had a good strategy. So they they wanted to target people like the pro, the the film is for for like a very unique target group of people that don't like ads. So. It, the yeah. main thing here is to entertain them somehow. Yeah. To catch their attention, which means to skip all the advertising cliches and be crazy. Yeah. Well, you say to skip all the cliches, but I think you're I think you're selling yourself short there. I think you've used all these cliches yeah. in a really smart way. Yeah, it was the, the concept that came from the agency was like, you know, people communicate through gifts. You know, they yeah. sh show the emotions through gifts instead of uh, send, sending a sentence they send uh, a looped image yeah. that tells their um, opinion on something or a uh, um, their mood or some some like a yeah it, it's a very popular way to do it my mom can do it now but uh, it came from uh, young people as well yeah yeah she, she likes that <laughs> And uh, so, so, so that, that that was the original concept. Just like make a mashup of these um, images that tell you that there's new beer, which is modern, mm. which is kind of different from the classic Bodvar. And uh, so, so it all started with this pretty good strategy that came from the agency. And if you have that, then you usually have freedom because, you know, again, they're asking for something that wasn't done before, so that means you you have the you, you can experiment. You have like a um, full trust from from these people. Yeah. Another thing I, w I wanted to say is you and I socially we're quite similar in how we look at the world. I don't like a lot of the modern shit that's going on. So I wanted to ask, as a creator, how are you able to take something that I'm sorry I know from our talks like gifts and. I know we don't like the way this world is. How are you able to then just wipe that inside and say, okay, I'm going to do it for the job? Well, it's not like I don't like it. I just don't like people, like every addiction to something, whether it's a phone or some, you know, like when people use shortcuts instead of words and if they don't smile and say lol, that's kind of wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so... I think it's just, you know, it's funny. It's not like the end of the world. It's just ridiculous and funny. But And we kind of had fun with this project. But it's not like uh, something that came from our heart. <laughs> yeah, but it's still done very, very well. Um, because it was fun. Because it was a fun process. And, uh, you know, we could, we could bring some irony into it as well. It's not like uh, people 
of my age trying to attract young generation with something which is already out of fashion for five years. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then if you take that as a flip side, um, a beer commercial, same. I mean, I know different brands, Star Prama, but same same sort of product. That Star Prama commercial you did that took us through the ages of Czech Republic, yeah. so well done. It was like a huge, hugely happy to be part of that in some way. How did that come to fruition? Yeah, that was really that, that was very different process because there you can do your research, so you can go like, you know, it's the opposite of. Padva, because yeah. there you can, uh, you know, study the history, you know, you have pictures to look at, you have like uh, emotions that these people went through, like, you know, yeah. stuff. so you, you do your research and these ideas, it's basically like a, a documentary of something that happened, and... Um, was it cathartic for you to make that? Did it, did yeah, it was, it was a very interesting project for us, because it was like true filmmaking, so... Yeah. So we had like, a, you know, it was a big film, like I think it was one minute, 30 seconds. So there you can basically, uh, you know, have actors act. <laughs> so how did you, how did you and Pshemek sort of craft how, how this was going to work? Yeah, well, like, that was a big problem because it took place in non-existing uh, location because Old Smikov doesn't exist. So we had ah. to recreate that. That was like the technical part. Then, um, yeah, because we went through like many periods mm -hmm. of that, of this, um, of this area in Prague. So, uh, you know, like it has changed so much. So we were not able to shoot it there. So we had to, it was like a post-production heavy project. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, then it becomes uh, quite difficult to uh, restore something that doesn't exist on this scale because it's like full of like white shots so um, but we did well with BFX and when you do a beer when you do something for beer is it is it hard to do another thing for beer in general like in the industry or is it or if you proved yourself is it easy to get yeah I think it's like it depends on the script really like you know some beer scripts are terrible but you haven't found that like just because you've done one beer you're excluded from okay well he's he oh that. right mm, i don't think so no. maybe for actors nobody knows my face so yeah so i'm okay mm -hmm. i've been in all four all four beer companies different hairstyling in each yeah. one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well looks like we're out of time everybody i want to say a big thank you to creative embassy for putting this together thank you for our audience for watching and to wolfberg Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Who knows who's going to be next?